Professor Bryn Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash the vulnerable scientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Joseph Malinzi, I was born and raised in Kampala, that's the capital of Uganda. I am the last born of six siblings. I got one sister and four brothers. I am a Christian, I'm a Catholic. So I attended two primary schools. Um, one is called Rwanda Primary School. Both are still existent. One is called Rwanda Primary School, um, where I attended my grade, uh, grade one to grade uh, three. And then I went to Kiswa Primary School. It's in Kampala, where I did my grade uh, four to grade seven. That's where I sat my uh, my primary living ex- examinations and then I went to MM College Wairaka it's a school in Jinja where I did my uh, my O-level and where I sat for my uh, Uganda Certificate of Education exams my favorite subjects there were uh, mathematics, English physics um, history accounts and French. And then from there, I went to Namiriango College. It's a single-sex school, very prominent school. And I was offered uh, physics, economics, and mathematics. I performed well, and I earned a government bursary to pursue a Bachelor of Science with Education degree at Makere University. And um, yeah, so at Makere University, from there, after my degree, I, I went to the African Institute for Mathematical Sciences in South Africa, where I, I did a postgraduate diploma in Mathematical Sciences. And after that, I did my MSc and PhD at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Um, to be quite honest, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have a particular event that I remember uh, that got me interested in, in sciences. But rather, I can recall certain episodes that that sort of set off my interest in, 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 
sciences. And these, these episodes or events include the hype by the government of Uganda for students to pursue um, sciences. And then the immediate siblings that I follow, um, uh, the immediate brothers that I follow, one is a, a chemistry teacher and the other is an industrial chemist. And then the other thing is that um, my mom used to teach me mathematics uh, from home. I didn't go to kindergarten. So all these, I guess all these episodes somehow had an influence um, um, on me. They had an impact on me to, uh, to pursue science subjects. Uh, luckily, I was good at both subjects. And, and interestingly, probably I was, <laughs> I performed possibly at Oliver, I performed well in, 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 in art subjects as well. I was at liberty to choose either sciences or art subjects, but maybe the, um, those, those events that I've mentioned probably played a big, uh, a big role. My main interest in mathematics, um, was really set out at university where we offered um, courses that involved uh, the use of mathematics in solving real-life problems. So for me, somehow I was fascinated by how one could use mathematical tools to actually tackle problems in real life. So my first job actually was a teaching one, I, and I was in my senior six vacation. I remember one of my old boys from Namiliango College, um, um, the mother, his mother had a school. So he contacted me and said, hey, we, they needed a mathematics teacher. And that's how I ended up with what I consider my really very first job. The subsequent jobs were still high school teaching jobs. And with these still the owners or the head, uh, head teachers of the schools would contact me. So I think what usually these guys would do, they would come to campus and look at our grades. So because by then they would pin our, uh, our grades on, on notice boards. So they would go head hunting for, um, for guys that were doing well. And yeah, that's how I ended up teaching in those high schools. I taught in two more high schools. Then what I would consider my professional job was uh, the one that I had at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. So as I did my PhD, I was employed as a senior tutor. And of course, yes, um, um, I did apply, so I saw an advert. There was an advertisement that went around. I applied, and I was lucky that I was considered. So that was my um, my other job. And then the other one was uh, a, a teaching assistant job, or rather an assistant lecturer one at the University of Pretoria. So still when I was doing my uh, postdoctoral fellowship, I was employed as an assistant lecturer. Um, I think we didn't have interviews then because when one um, 
was a postdoctoral fellow, possibly they automatically qualified to be teaching assistants or assistant lecturers. Uh, the current job that I have now, a colleague of mine um, in the department sent me the advert while I was still at UP. Again, I applied and um, I was considered. Yeah, I, th I think it's really important to have mentors in your life, not just one mentor. So to answer the question, I do have several mentors, not just one. As a matter of fact, possibly some of them don't know that I look up to them. So I've had several mentors, or I would say people that I admire, people who inspire me. Um, and these include um, my, my dad, these include uh, the supervisors, my supervisors at, at master's, PhD, and, um, and postdoc levels. Uh, they they include several people, um, um, certain prominent figures, uh, and some lecturers. Some some of my lecturers. So yes, I do have mentors, but of course there is no single person with a tag mentor or just one single person that I run to for advice. No. There's been a number of people in, who have really had uh, an impact uh, on my career and on my life, yes. I am in academia, so one thing that's required in academia is publishing research. So the laws that I've uh, that have really been eminent are rejections, article rejections several of them and so every time your work is rejected you really feel bad so yeah that's one thing they should expect and then a bit of work politics um i've realized that everywhere you go you'll encounter some little bit of of work politics here and there uh or you'll encounter people that just don't like you or that just don't feel you and uh so sometimes it feels uncomfortable, so it feels bad. It can make you feel really, um, um, really bad. So, but again, I would say that such events would again uh, make you become stronger, including the article rejections that I just mentioned. The highs, of course, graduating with my PhD, um, the the different bursaries and sponsorships that I've got. Um, I've, I must say that I've learned from the several challenges that I've faced. Um, every challenge that has come has really taught me something and it's made me stronger. That's, that's what I can say. There are several opportunities in, in sciences. There are several opportunities. I mean, I can't mention them all, I mean, for example, currently the in thing is um, is data sciences and artificial intelligence. So currently, I mean, um, I think there are several jobs every day. I do get alerts for jobs in data sciences all over the world, including here in Africa. So, I mean, what I would advise uh, a student out there or anyone uh, 
hoping or planning to pursue a career in sciences is that they should do something they have passion for or something they really want to do. The opportunities obviously do do exist in all fields. Career guidance is really imperative. It's really important. Uh, so for myself, I did not have proper career guidance. Although, yes, in schools, we used to have events, career days, where we would have people coming from different companies and talking about their professions and the stuff, the kind of stuff that they do. But still, I think that's still not enough. I believe that parents and guardians and elder siblings should always try to, you know, to advise um, the young ones um, on career, okay? And I believe that even the curriculum of schools should actually involve um, proper career guidance such that uh, when a student decides to take up a course or a program rather at university, they should know what they are going to do in the future. So for me, it's not like I didn't know that by doing BSc with education, I wasn't going to be a, a teacher. But the truth is, I just went with the flow. I was given a government sponsorship, so my parents were happy. Okay, I don't have to pay school fees or tuition adversity. But then after the degree, I, I didn't even know what to do. In fact, I stayed at um, I, I stayed in the hostel where I was staying for some time, some really good time, because I, I, I much as I was teaching in some private schools, I, I, it, at that point, I wasn't really passionate about teaching. It's not necessarily what I wanted to do. I actually wanted to be an economist. I wanted to be an economist. I loved economics much as I loved mathematics. So I only fell in love with the stuff that I'm doing at, uh, at AIM South Africa. Um, they do have, uh, it's an institute that has a really uh, unique curriculum uh, that's student-centered and involving uh, several, uh, rather centered around problem solving, okay? And so students study several things ranging from maths, computer science, physics, engineering, statistics, and so on and so forth. So, well, at, it's at that institute that I really now started falling in love um, with academia, okay, with doing research, with, uh, with teaching at, at higher institute. So, yeah, um, <laughs> that for me, it was it, the, the love for the stuff that I do came in late. My advice for the young ones would be that uh, they shouldn't just do things. One ought to know that, okay, I'm studying this course because it can help me do ABC or because it will equip me with uh, these kind of skills rather than just uh, doing things and passing and then graduating and then you don't even know 
what exactly, what skills you do have. And of course, I would advise one to, to choose um, a program that would equip them with skills that are not, uh, that are scarce in a way. Okay. Scarce, but at the same time for which they, they have passion. Yeah. Well, research is my life. <laughs> research is currently my life. It's what I do. So, so my research is, uh, is, is, is primarily concerned with uh, mathematical disease modeling. I construct and analyze mathematical models okay, to solve problems arising in nature. Uh, I deal with uh, mathematical models that are in the form of ordinary and partial differential equations. Um, at master's level, I investigated um, the interaction dynamics between tumor cells and immune cells to explain a phenomenon called cancer dormancy. And of course, uh, the rationale is that in understanding the dynamics of the tumor cells and immune cells, then you may be explained to clinicians um, uh, 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 you would help solve problems uh, for clinicians, problems to do with how best to, 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 to hinder the multiplication of cancer cells. Then at PhD level, again, I did, uh, I carried on with work that I had done at master's level, coupled with um, the investigation of the dynamics of chemoviral therapy uh, cancer treatment. Again, here we were looking for uh, factors that most determine the outcome of the combination of chemotherapy and viral therapy uh, cancer treatments. So some of the results that um, that I would consider to be important from my previous studies, and by the way, I think I shouldn't call it my research because most of the stuff that I've done, I've done it with the guidance of my supervisors. Uh, some of the stuff, it's my students who have helped me. So perhaps I would and some of the research, I've done it together with uh, certain collaborators. So I would rather say that, um, that um, it's our research. So some of the results that I would consider to be important from my previous studies, they include uh, describing the dynamics of immune cells and tumor cells to explain cancer dormancy, like I just explained. And of course, like I said, this could uh, contribute to the development of better anti-cancer drugs, okay? Second thing is that um, we investigated the dynamics of chemoviral therapy in order to determine how effective the combination of uh, um, the combination treatment is in comparison to either treatment. So chemoviral therapy is a combination of uh, chemotherapy and viral therapy cancer, viral therapy treatment. It's a combination of chemo, chemotherapy and oncolytic viral therapy. 
uh, we suggested optimal treatment protocols uh, for the treatment of um, chemoviral therapy. We've identified pertinent factors that influence the outcome of oncolytic viral therapy treatment and its combination with chemo. We've investigated the effects, or rather I've investigated the effect of the tumor microenvironment on the outcome of oncolytic viral therapy. And lastly, uh, describing the spatiotemporal dynamics of tumor cells, immune cells, and oncolytic viruses. Now, I should probably note that uh, most clinical experiments cost uh, a lot of money, millions of dollars, but with mathematical modeling or the stuff that we do, you could still answer the problems that those experiments seek to characterize or solve with only um, a pen, paper, and uh, a computer. So several mathematical modeling studies have actually saved lots of, of, of monies. Now, I would say that our research could be useful to people in the same field uh, in which I am, that's biomathematics. Our research could be useful to clinicians, uh, bioscientists, and several other applied mathematicians. Well, so, of course, if you don't specialize in something, then you become a, a, um, a master of none, okay? So I think by people specializing in different fields, it gives them the ability to spend ample time and to do quality research. And then the issue of publishing research, I think it's important because then this research would go through peer review to ascertain that it's important or what you've done is 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 true so it's like to sort of uh, double check the stuff that you've done the whether the stuff that you've done is correct and whether it's indeed novel or important in society so yeah Specialization ensures that we do quality stuff and publishing, I guess, also does the same thing. And also it's um, so because there is lots of information out there, for example. OK, but you would want to only consider for research purposes, you would want to consider stuff that's been published. Opportunities in say biomathematics are only beginning to perhaps to plummet in Africa. Are, it's only now that they're beginning to plummet. The advice again, like I said, one should choose something that they have passion for or they have that they have interest in. One shouldn't see me talking about um, uh, the application of maths to solve problems arising in nature and then they say oh i want to do that kind of stuff they could get into it and then get bored because they don't they they don't really feel it okay 
But if one is doing something that's not forced onto them, then um, then they will definitely enjoy. So my advice is follow your passion, follow your dream. Yeah. I hope the things that I've said could maybe inspire someone out there. And of course, I would remind, I would want to um, emphasize to the young scholars that they should be patient, they should work hard, uh, they should take responsibility, they should um, respect their mentors, their elders, um, and they should ensure, one should always ensure um, quality in anything that they do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have so many research ambitions. I have so many life ambitions. Five years. I hope and pray to God that uh, I would be at a different level in terms of... So currently I'm a lecturer. So I would want to grow in my profession. Maybe, maybe by then be an associate professor or a professor. Um, so yeah, but, but but as for the research prospects, I have so many um, research ambitions. Um, uh, actually spanning even other fields like um, data sciences, economics. So I'll, I'm, I'm writing, actually I'm writing, trying to write some proposals um, that involve things to do with uh, with big data and, and and economics and artificial intelligence. So five years from now, I hope and pray to God that I'll be at a different level professionally and that I would uh, have continued to, uh, to, <laughs> to do my work diligently to, to inspire the young ones, to encourage them. Yeah and to do uh, quality research. Yes, uh, like you asked me, the importance of specialization. This is the stuff that I do understand. Using maths to solve problems in oncology, or rather problems um, to do with uh, disease modeling. So, but again, uh, for purposes of venturing into the industry, well, not purposes, for reasons. The fact that I also have ambitions of venturing into industry, doing um, industrial work, that's work outside academia, okay? Um, it's imperative that the work I do uh, should incorporate or rather should involve model calibration or incorporate data, and also because I had passion for uh, uh, for, for 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 economics, I ventured into operational research kind of stuff. So, yes, I would like to continue doing uh, the stuff that I've been doing, but I would also like to um, to sort of tap into other things that would have um, my other foot in industry, if possible, I mean, by God's grace.